Hello, everybody. My name is Kevin. My name is Dusty. Welcome to the Double Take Podcast, where we review made you say what? What? And do a double take this week. During this episode, we will be discussing the meth field squirrel creator, Beth Chapman, and the popular YouTuber, Attica's Suicide. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Double Take Podcast. Double Take Podcast. What? See what we did there? <laughs> where your hosts review what made you say what? 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 What, what happened? And do a double take this week. Welcome to the show. This is Double Take. Before we begin, we just kind of wanted to talk about Cameron Boyce and his death the other day. Uh, he did die at age 20 from a seizure in bed because of an underlying medical condition is what the family has been saying. Um, but we just kind of want to acknowledge that his cultural impact, I suppose, on how that made us feel. <laughs> yeah, no, like he's three years younger than we are. Yeah, and I, I think I was reading on Twitter a lot, and a lot of people were like, you know, a lot of older people don't know why we connect so bad with this, because literally every person who was a fan of him was his age. Exactly. And it was just like one of those things where it was like, wow, this could happen to us? <laughs> I think I saw this on the news yesterday, or this morning, actually. I saw it, but like, and I was at work, and I saw it, and I was like, shit. Well, like, for me, I didn't really put him with, like, any of the Disney Channel me stuff. Me neither. But, like, Grown Ups and Grown Ups too. like, right. I saw him in, uh, and even in those, he seemed really young to me. But right. <laughs> I was just what it seems. Yeah, I was just kind of thrown back by that. Um, and I think I sympathize with a lot of the younger people, because when somebody around your age does die, it's like a, one of those <laughs> holy shit right. moments. I can't think of any of the younger actors that I've been around to see die young. Um, but like when you think about how we perceive older people who die, it was just like, yeah, yeah they were old. Like there's not much to it. But then right. here's somebody who was literally at the start of their career, just like taken away for absolutely no reason. And I think the hard part is the family hasn't given up too much information, which is, you know, which understandable. It just happened, you know, but like just to say he died from an underlying medical condition that they were treating and that's it. Like, okay. But for me, I think because of the lack of details that have been released, it's one of those things where it goes into your head, and then you're like, well, what actually happened? Right. Like, well, with also with the amount of suicides that are happening in our era, it's yeah. like, that's honestly the first thing I thought of, which I'm I happy. thought of drug overdose, actually, yeah, for me. Yeah, one of the two. And I'm happy that it, well, at least I don't think it's that, but like, I'm happy that that wasn't it. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know if you remember. I don't remember. Was it John Travolta? No, I don't think it's John Travolta. They had a, a daughter or son who ended up dying in the shower. Like, they had a seizure and hit their head and drowned in the shower. Um, that's kind of, like, the first thing that came in my mind was something awful like that happened. Yeah. So, but we just wanted to acknowledge Cameron Boyce and his cultural impact and how it impacts other people. Anything else? R.I.P. <laughs> Next! Deputies arrest a man who allegedly had meth-fueled attack squirrel. Limestone County Sheriff's Office narcotics investigators have arrested a wanted man with a famous pet squirrel. Investigators spotted Mikey Pollock while doing surveillance in America's Best Value Inn in Kellen. Pollock fled on a stolen motorcycle and rammed an investigator's vehicle during a brief chase before he was arrested, according to the authorities. Pollock was wanted for possession of a controlled substance and drug paraphernalia. Pollock also had a pet squirrel that was discovered during a recent drug bust. Deputies searched an apartment after they received tips about an attack squirrel being fed meth to keep it aggressive. They found meth, drug paraphernalia, body armor, ammunition, and the squirrel in a cage during a search. 
the Alabama Game and Fish Division of the Department of Conservation issued a warrant for Pollock's arrest. According to game officials, it's illegal to possess, sell, or import wild animals. And they say Pollock's Facebook video with the squirrel is incriminating. <laughs> if you guys don't know, this kind of goes back uh, uh, one or two episodes ago when we talked about this. They finally got the last guy. Oh, it's crazy how the story's progressed. Yeah. I, I love how, you know, Al Capone, you know, he got... Got, he got gotten from uh, tax evasion. This guy got caught by the Wild Game Commission. <laughs> New king. Yikes, guy. Well, and you know, when I thought about, like, drug dealers and stuff, I thought about, like, Pablo Escobar, who had, I think it was Pablo, who had yeah. the th- had the hippos in Mexico. He had a zoo. Yeah, he had, <laughs> he had this guy just decided to have a squirrel. <laughs> and it was hippos in Colombia. Yeah, that's oh, I thought it was Mexico. Mexico. No, it's it's Colombia, and they're still there, and they're becoming an invasive species. I read an article about it. It's the pretty, m- the pretty more you know, this this should just become my YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> Stop plugging your stuff. This is our podcast. <laughs> Next, follow me on t- <laughs> follow me on Twitter at I am Dusty Hartle for more oh, animal related updates. <laughs> A woman named Marijuana Pepsi, who refused to change her name, earned a PhD with a dissertation on uncommon names. Kevin, before we get into the story, I want to say she's from Wisconsin. So, you know, all those like Southern people you're making fun of the last couple of weeks. Look at what happened. (laughs) This is one of many. (laughs) Dr. Marijuana Pepsi. (laughs) Dr. Marijuana Pepsi Van Dyke is a 46 year old woman who (laughs) just received her doctorate in higher education leadership from Wisconsin's Cardinal Stritch University. Before we begin, Cardinal Stritch is not like. Like a u- proper it's, university. It's barely above a community college. It's barely a university. So I don't want people to get their titties in a twist about this because it's really not a university. Her dissertation was titled Black Names in White Classrooms, Teachers' Behaviors and Students' Perceptions. As part of her project, she interviewed black students about the effect on their distinctly black names on the, and <laughs> their treatment by teachers and on their academic achievement. She told the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel her mom gave her this name because it would take her around the world. <laughs> well, let's start, everyone. Can I just say, to begin, I don't think Marijuana Pepsi is a distinctly black name. No. It's like ABCD, Absidy, right? That's not a distinctly white name, you know? Right. This is one of those names where it was like, she was probably do- smoking it and drinking a Pepsi at the same time. It was like, that's a good name, Marijuana Pepsi. And then later in life, her daughter was like, why the fuck did you call me, name me Marijuana Pepsi? Oh, oh to, for to get you around the world. It'll take you everywhere. Take you everywhere. Or in reality, I was messed up on some weed and some good cherry Pepsi, and that's how I got your name. But that would be really embarrassing. Also, I love how they. Her full name is Marijuana Pepsi Van Dyke. Well, she married a Van Dyke. <laughs> Wait, this, this 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 woman's married? Yeah, she has a kid too. I was reading up on it because her kid's name is Isaac. <laughs> and her name is Marijuana Pepsi. I just can't get over her name is Dr. Marijuana Pepsi. <laughs> she should be like an ad for Pepsi. Can you no, she should be an ad at a California Pepsi commercial. And you want to know the best combo ever? Marijuana Pepsi. It's my goddamn name. Uh, what is her nickname? Maj? Pep? Pop Pepsi. Hey, yo, Pepsi. PMP? <laughs> Pop Pepsi. Hey, yo, THC. <laughs> yo. You're only 6%, bitch. <laughs> well, let's not call her a bitch. I don't know if she's a bitch. She probably is a bitch. I'm, I'm sure she's a lovely person. You know, she's from Milwaukee. We should try to call her. <laughs> 
Yeah, let's try to get in contact with Marijuana Pepsi and get her story. Hey, Marijuana Pepsi. We should title this Marijuana Pepsi. She should see it. But if you do see it and you want to get in contact with us, we are based out of Milwaukee. So you should totally hit us We'd up. We'd love to have the story about your name and your career. I don't know how long you've been doing. Actually, also, what what I want I don't, I don't I'd like to know some backstory. I'd like to know what you did after you got your doctorate. Good, like good, yeah, yeah. I would like my to know. thing. My thing though, you know how like people always say when you're younger and you create those weird email addresses, you know, like yeah. my yours is wake Kevy wake Kevy yeah Webby like or something that. like yeah. that. Uh, you know how when we got into high school, everyone was like, you need to come up with a more professional email. Use your name. So mine is dusty.d.hartle. Yeah, it's my new one. Yeah. Hers is marijuana.pepsi at gmail.com. So everyone's going to be like, oh, how fucking professional. Or imagine being in high school and they give you those high school emails. And hers literally says marijuana Pepsi. And the teachers think like she like hacked it somewhere. Also, also, let's talk about how hard. Okay, remember learning how to spell your first name? Try spelling your first name as marijuana. Wacky tabaxi soda. Tabaxi? <laughs> Wacky tabaxi soda. Uh, oh, we should stop making fun of her. Next! Beth Chapman from Dog the Bounty Hunter dies after a battle with cancer. <laughs> Beth Chapman, who with her husband Dwayne Dog Chapman, starred in a popular reality series Dog the Bounty Hunter, died Wednesday in Honolulu Hospital. She was 51. Chapman and her husband were the stars of the hit reality show, which chronicled the adventures of their family-owned bounty hunting business and aired from 2004 to 2012. He shared the news of her passing on social media. It's 5.32 in Hawaii. This is the time she would wake up to go hike Cocoa Head Mountain, he tweeted. Only today she hiked the stairway to heaven. We all love you, Beth. See you on the other side. Born in Denver, Colorado, Beth Chapman was the youngest woman to ever receive a bail license in her home state, a record that was later broken by her daughter, Baby Lisa. Chapman was devoted to the bail bond business in which she worked for more than 30 years. According to the Dog the Bounty Hunter site, Chapman served on the executive board of the National Association before winning a bid for its presidency in February 2016. In 2017, the couple used the official Facebook account to confirm a report that she has been diagnosed with stage 2 throat cancer. They later revealed during an A&E special, Dog and Beth Fight for Their Lives, that the cancer had been removed and she was cancer-free. But the disease returned last year, and Chapman began keeping supporters updated on her cancel battle via social media. Her husband told Us Weekly in December that his wife was exploring alternative treatments and fighting to gain back her health. Beth will not take anything the doctors want to give her. Even the doctor told me he doesn't want her to have seizures if the pain is that bad, but she won't do it, he says. She takes over-the-counter pain meds. She is not like anything prescription. Kevin? I was a giant fan of Dog the Bounty Hunter. <clears throat> it wasn't until I got older that I realized, like, the actual work that they were doing. Like, it's actual business. <laughs> like, well, the business and, like, what they were doing for their community. Um, about the serious, like, drug addiction that, that, that most, of the t- most of their clients, if you will, that got bailed from them were mostly drug addicts um, that were on ICE. The, the people in, Ohio, in Hawaii call it ICE. It's cocaine. Um Actually, it might be meth. It's a drug. It's a drug, and it's <laughs> not good. Uh, and um, Dwayne uh, was also a drug addict at one point. So was Beth, and they are you know reformed, and uh, they would help other. They wouldn't just you know, it's because of how lucrative that business is. You would think they would just be terrible people, not terrible people, but like they wouldn't care. But well, the, I, every time they would get somebody, they would always give the opportunity to try to help them, and I, I thought that was amazing. You know, I, I compared to like modern day reality TV, 
I prefer Dog the Bounty Hunter over anything just because you could actually see the effect that they had on what they were doing. Correct. And I will say Beth probably was the best character on the show. Like, Dog was cool, but, yeah. like, like, having a witty remark come in out of nowhere from her was, like, always the absolute yeah. funniest thing on the planet. She was the boss. Yeah, she was fantastic. And also, I think the big thing, while well, a lot of people might not realize it, but having, like, that female role being the first woman in Colorado to get a bail license – like that's insane. That was the, she was also the first woman in her home state ever. The yeah, youngest, that's what I'm saying. Person. It was insane. And like she she owned the business. I thought Dwayne was the person who started no. the business. She was the person who started the business. Yeah, was he was insane. he was like hired. Yeah, basically, yeah. And like I thought that was so cool. And then like and then have her daughter following her footsteps. Basically, and, no Beth, no dog, the bounty hunter. Like, yeah, which yeah, and when you actually realize it is insane because they both seem like such strong people. Right. Uh, but. It's just, you know, it's, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. Because she has, they have like seven kids. And I can't imagine what throat cancer's like. Oh, I couldn't imagine. I, it's, I can't, I, all I can assume is that it was awful all the time. Yeah. No. Um, probably, and you know what was sad was I was reading some other reports on her death. And the big thing that stood out was Dog the Bounty Hunter said he didn't want, she didn't want to die. The reason she didn't want to go into a coma was because she was afraid of how her family would be after she goes into the coma because they weren't sure if she was going to wake up or not. Uh, and he literally looked at her and said, it's fine, you did great, everything will be fine. And then she went into the coma and then died. Um, but they actually recorded everything because it's going to be on a TV show coming up th- yeah. going through what the cancer battle was like for Beth and Dog. So it's interesting, sad, it's interesting and sad. And I don't really know what else to say about it, but yeah, it, we lost a generation. You know? Yeah, it was. Uh, oh. Oh, we'll miss you, Beth. Next, body pulled from New York East River is that of missing YouTuber Etika. A body pulled from the East River has been identified of that of the missing YouTuber Etika. Police said, the body was recovered Monday near the Strump Street Seaport in Manhattan. Authorities said a backpack and phone believed to belong to Etika were found on the Manhattan Bridge Sunday, according to police. Etika, 29, was last heard from Wednesday night, according to the New York Police Department. He vanished after posting a video on his channel in which he appeared to express suicidal thoughts, prompting concerns among his fans. The video has since then been taken down. Etika had more than 130,000 subscribers on YouTube, where he vlogged about video games. So, I don't know if you know much about this, but i kind of been following it since it happened. And this article is a little old, but I wanted to bring it up because we weren't around last week to talk about it. Yeah. Um, Etika was a popular YouTuber. He did video game stuff. Uh... He ended up being arrested once or twice for some stuff. I'm not entirely sure what it was. I didn't follow him that closely. But his YouTube channel ended up getting shut down. So he went over to Twitch and started doing Twitch stuff. And he still had a lot of fans. He was doing really well. But about two weeks ago, he posted a video. Uh, he, well, actually, it was months ago. He asked Twitter, when's the next time I should have my mental breakdown? And they put on the day he went missing. <laughs> That's the day he should. Um, and at midnight that day, he posted a video. That just basically went through and said, I'm sorry, I'll never be able to get to see, like, the next Spider-Man movie or play this next video game. And everyone was like, the fuck? Yeah. Uh, and then people started calling the police. And they, as they were watching the video, they realized that, like, certain landmarks were popping up in the back. So the police didn't do shit. <laughs> it was the internet took hold and started tracking and mapping where he was walking to during his video. And they led them to the bridge. Where his uh, switch, his phone, his credit cards, his IDs, everything were found on the side of the bridge. Um, so they thought, you know, he jumped. But during this whole thing, 
people were like taking pictures of his apartment door saying the locks changed and he nothing was inside that he just ran away you know it's a it's a hoax whatever um and all these channels were going nuts over it like absolutely nuts over it doing live streams talking about it and then uh like late afternoon a body was reported to be found about a half mile away from the bridge and people were recording the body and being yeah. taken out and stuff. And a lot of people were like, oh, it matches his description and stuff. And the police were like, we're not going to you know, report it yet until yeah. we notify the family and everything. And everyone started looking up these videos. And it really went live and mainstream. And then uh, they announced that it was actually him. And a lot of YouTubers were kind of freaking out about it. Yeah. And the big thing that a lot of people put was that uh, it was definitely a cry for help. And he's had cry for help, and nobody like answered those cries, and that mental health needs to be addressed better in the YouTube community, particularly because when you're on, when you post a video, anybody with a keyboard can type a negative yeah. comment and harass you and do all those yeah. things. So, it really pulled out a big cry for help for him and for everybody else. Um, but it kind of leads us into the next story. But before we jump into that, do you have anything to say? Um, like you said, I, I'm not that familiar with. Etika or his channel but at the same time it's like yeah I, I was talking earlier about you know suicide that's what I thought about <clears throat> the other one and you know it's just mental health does need to not just in the YouTube world but like in the world in general people need to start taking that stuff more seriously and you think they would have started taking it more seriously when like Kurt Cobain committed suicide or like literally anybody you know Lincoln Parr or, you know, Robin um, Williams, Robin Williams. Um, so there's so many in the world right now. I Anthony mean. Bourdain. You know, like, there's so many examples of mental health where the people literally are crying for help, and everyone's like, yeah, you know, go you'll, for a walk. Yeah, you'll be all right. Yeah. yeah, he did go for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't end well. Exactly. But, like, yeah, it was it was awful. But that leads us into our next video, or our next article. So, next! A YouTuber is being called out for clickbaiting Etika's death for views. YouTuber IMJ Station has been called out for clickbaiting an Etika Ouija board challenge video for views. IMJ Station, real name Jason Ither, posted a video on his channel, which was originally titled Etika Ouija board challenge at 3 a.m. Hashtag gone wrong. And featured an image that suggested the video would feature IMJ Station attempting to contact Etika via Ouija board, a format of a video a YouTuber has previously used after death such as Mac Miller and XS Tashion. But once clicked, the video was not a Ouija board challenge, but a video in which IMJ Station speaks about YouTubers sharing mental health issues for attention and apologizes for his previous Ouija board videos. IMJ Station has since changed the title of his video to None of You YouTubers Donated Yet Shame. But that hasn't stopped people online calling the YouTuber out for being disrespectful, not only for the misleading title and photo used in the image, but for using Etika's death for his own apology video. Meanwhile, Etika's fans have launched a petition to have his old channel restored, it's currently been signed over 380,000 times, and we will be including a link in the description to where you can find the petition. But Kevin, fun fact, this guy posted the video the day Etika killed himself, where his body was found, and also posted the video the day Mac Miller died as well. And basically, the gist is, he pulls out a Ouija board, and the celebrities, or the popular people, tell people to buy his merch. What an asshole. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it, it's absolutely Can, But he's awful. not banned from YouTube? No, 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 not at all. No. Uh, I was listening to H3H3 podcast, and they were talking about this guy. And they said, it doesn't matter what you're trying to, like, promote, like, mental yeah. health or whatnot. You're doing it awfully. 
end. You should just stop. You're doing it of someone's death. Yeah, literally nobody was watching the video. They saw the clickbait title, the clickbait thumbnail, and just started hammering. It got hundreds of thousands of dislikes in the first day. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy, and he's such an asshole. Like, I can't imagine what people who are, like, big fans of Etika were thinking when they right. saw this video. Or what even Etika's family right, <laughs> probably would yeah, have thought right. when they saw the video. If I die, clickbait me, please. But I don't want to be selling merch. I want to be telling people to, like, go to McDonald's and <laughs> get a McChicken. Or drink Pepsi and Coke. <laughs> Pepsi and Dr. Pepper. That's what it's going to be. Drink this Pepsi. is what Dusty would have wanted. Yeah, drink Pepsi. <laughs> Sponsor us, please. Uh, Coke Next, emojis are increasingly coming up in court cases. Judges are struggling with how to interpret them. Can a knife emoji double as a threat to kill somebody? Does a heart emoji from a manager constitute sexual harassment? More emojis are showing up in court cases throughout the United States. Attorneys are having to argue for different interpretations of the small illustrated characters that are used to express emotions, activities, and objects. And courts are struggling to handle the nuisances of emojis as evidence. The number of reported cases with emojis as evidence in the United States increased from 33 in 2017 to 53 in 2018 and is nearly at 50 so far in the first half of 2019, according to Eric Goldman, a Santa Clara University law professor who monitors court opinions that are made public. No court guidelines exist on how to approach the topic. Sometimes a judge might describe the emoji in question to jurors rather than allow them to see and interpret it for themselves. In some cases, emojis are omitted from evidence altogether, Goldman says. Emojis are most prevalent in sexual harassment and criminal cases. In emojis with X for eyes, also known as the dizzy face emoji, was an issue in 2017 murder case in, in Massachusetts. Prosecutors argued that the emoji showed that the individual who received it, quote, knew something was happening. Kevin? I know this is some, there are some serious things in here, but I would love to see the look <laughs> on a judge's face who's like 89 years old and be like, eggplant. I, all I see them is being like, have you ever seen the testimony of, um, how, uh, what's his name? Uh, the creator of Facebook. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, uh, wow. <sighs> uh, yeah. He, he was in, I, I can't remember his name. Hold on. This is sad. <laughs> Mark, Zuck Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, God. That Zuckerberg. was awful. Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. <laughs> so if you ever watch the testimony of Mark Zuckerberg in front of Congress and people are basically – all the congressmen who are old are basically asking him internet questions like they're asking their grandchildren for help. Right. And he's like, what? Yeah, what? what are we doing? That's here? exactly how I see this going. They're talking yeah. to jurors, right? And the jurors are like 60, 70 because, you know, they're retired. Yeah. They, they can be in jury. And they're like, what's an emoji? <laughs> No, I don't think an eggplant means a dick. Why would that mean that? It means they're going to the farmer's market. <laughs> a heart that's nice. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's so sensitive. The okay symbol and an, an arrow, it's like, hey, what's up, man? It's an okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, Grandpa, no. Uh, it's like Netflix and chill. Like, if you told that to your grandparents, they'd be like, oh, you're having some buddies over? You're going to watch a show? It's like... Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm having some buddies over there. <laughs> Borrowing some fiction from a friend. <laughs> no, I, uh, you know, uh, I think it's, I, well, I do think it's important because emojis are a form it's of a, speech. Yeah, it's part of our culture now, yeah. The hard part is, though, interpreting what that means. Like, if you ever get a text message from somebody who's angry and you know they're angry from the way they're typing, right. but you take it the wrong way, you know, that's exactly what this is. You know, yep. you're taking it the wrong way. 
And I don't want somebody to go on death row because they sent a knife emoji <laughs> to exactly. somebody. Yeah. That's just a little insane. But, you know, I don't really know what else. To 2019, say. baby. Oh, can you imagine? It's only going to get worse from here. Now that they have, like, those things where you can talk into it and, like, your face goes with oh, it. Oh, yeah, like, right. Oh, uh, God. Animojis or something like that. Oh, Jesus. My God. Next. Man jumps off boat to avoid sobriety test, then asks to be rescued. An Oregon man who spent the 4th of July boating in California Lake reportedly jumped into the water to avoid a sobriety test, only to have to ask to be rescued by deputies. Deputies said it happened the 4th of July in the evening after a report came in about a very intoxicated boater. Deputies found the boat and its operator, 31-year-old Robert Callahan. When asked to get in the patrol boat for a sobriety test, Callahan instead removed his hat and life vest before jumping into the water. Callahan swam about 50 yards before asking for the deputies to pick him up. Once Callahan was on board the patrol boat, deputies say his blood alcohol content was .29. He faced charges of reckless and negligent operation under the influence of alcohol and drugs and reckless negligent operation under the influence, .08% or more. Kevin! His blood alcohol level was .29. More than three times the legal limit. And he decided to jump into wa- the water. I if I was that intoxicated, I would have sunk. <laughs> that I know. Me too. Also, he took his life vest off. He would have been that guy. Would have been home free. Actually, well, that's really. a good They're question. Boat, like, why did he take his life vest off and then jump? Yeah. Well, he well obviously he was three times as drunk over the legal limit. So I mean, obviously he wasn't in his right mind. But <laughs> Jesus. And this guy's this motherfucker was grabbing a boat. Yeah. And there was another person. The boat the boat owner also was intoxicated, and they were both arrested. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. where, where was this? Wisconsin? Oregon. Oh wow. <laughs> That sounds like Wisconsin. It does sound like something that would come out of Wisconsin, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. That's why I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> My thing, though, is this is how drunk they were on the 4th of July. Can you imagine, like, any other holiday? Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, Jesus. New, York, Christmas, New so. Year's? Oh, my God. You are the worst person to record a podcast with. I don't know if you guys heard that, but he literally rumbled, and I heard it and felt it from across the, um, the Was room. it a fart? It was a burp. That's what I'm saying. I felt it rumble from across I the I had Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Dr. Pepper, send the I'm a check. pepper. You're a pepper. We're a pepper. Drink Dr. Pepper today. Anyway, next. Man in viral. Back it up, Terry. Firework video needs a new wheelchair. A Memphis, Tennessee man who couldn't escape set off fireworks two years ago because of a wheelchair failure is aiming to get a new one thanks to a GoFundMe page. Terry Davis, who became known as Back It Up Terry, got stuck in a malfunctioning wheelchair on the 4th of July. Luckily, he wasn't injured, and now there's hope a web funding page can help get him a new one. The family set up a GoFundMe page to help raise about $39,000 for the cost of a new wheelchair. We'll include the link to donate in the description of wherever you are listening. Kevin. thirty. Nine thousand dollars. Yeah, they're like indestructible. Well, apparently not. <laughs> apparently not. But they they survived the fireworks. <laughs> Back it up, Terry. <laughs> Back it up, Terry. Oh dear Lord, dear Terry. <laughs> where where what state was this in? Uh, Memphis, Tennessee. The Back to the south. Back to the south. But honestly, though, like that video has brought so much joy to people. I really hope he gets a new wheelchair. Me too. But I, I kind of hope he doesn't at the same time because then we can't do more back in a wheelchair. Back but it up, Terry. If he gets a new wheelchair, they should go out and do like jumps and tricks with it. <laughs> Be like, back it up, Terry. That, that thing better have NAS. <laughs> Just or like set up more fireworks when the fireworks attached and. Yep. <laughs> 
<laughs> when they get the old, when they're done, throw the old chair in like a yep. fire or something. But and then be like, keep it going, Terry. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> no, yeah, I worked at a, a center where students with disabilities would come in and get assistance with things. Wheelchairs are not cheap. I had a student who had like a, a, a pad connected to his chair because he didn't really talk and he could click it and it would talk to him. And he programmed his own voice into this thing before he went mute. It's incredible what they did. Like for Stephen Hawking, like that was the beginning. Yeah. And now they can program everything, which is crazy. I remember when uh, in the movie, I don't know if it's real, but when Stephen Hawking gets his chair and it's uh, the theory of everything was the movie. When he gets his new chair, he clicks the button and an American voice comes on and he types in, is there a British version? That's awesome. <laughs> or, or why American? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I heard there was rumors that he had like laser protection systems on his wheelchair and stuff. I wouldn't be surprised. That would be amazing. But yeah, no. So it's sad that wheelchairs cost so much. But at the same time, you know, like that's more than a car. Yeah, yeah. But you also have to realize that a lot of times insurance covers most of the cost. Right. You know, uh, if you don't have insurance, that's when it becomes an issue. But apparently, Terry doesn't have insurance. Apparently not. (laughs) Keep going, Terry. All right, everybody, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week when we say what the fuck and dive into more news that made us stop and do a double take.